I'd like to welcome you guys to the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Knight. Here we will discuss competition hunts, pleasure hunts, and anything else dealing with the hunting dog. It is our sole purpose to bring awareness to preserve the sport of hunting with dogs. Without further ado, let's collar our dogs and send them on through the country. Today's word comes from Matthew 18, 3 through 5. And he said, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of the child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. Hello. What's going on, Big Daddy? I thought you forgot about me. No, man, I ain't forget about somebody <laughs> of your importance for sure. Shoot. <laughs> uh, what's uh what's been happening? Not much. Just sitting around. You ain't been hunting nothing really? I've been hunting a little bit on the weekends, but we go up to the lake and and uh we got a lake place up, so we go up there in summer months. Man, it's so hot and humid down here in Mississippi this time of year. Shoot, you don't want to do nothing. That's what everybody says. I know <laughs> up here it ain't too bad right now, but y'all got y'all got a bunch of snakes and stuff up that way. No, we ain't got nothing like that. Oh man, that sounds so freaking nice, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think today's it was. I want to say it was 51 this morning. Oh, my goodness. It's 94 here right now. <laughs> yeah, I think it's only 70 here. That's right. That's right. I've been wanting to get up with you and talk with you about this deal because, uh, like I said, we're trying to, you know, what we're trying to do, we're trying to keep people informed about the whole squirrel dogs. I know here in Mississippi people are attacked I mean, these landowners, it, it's made, I mean, honestly, I deer hunt, so, and we deer hunt with dogs still, but these big steel hunters and stuff in my area, they just, they cannot stand a dog to get on their property, and it's just, I mean, that's what I tell them. I'm like, man, my dog ain't running your deer. If my dog runs your deer, he ain't gonna be my dog, you know? <laughs> and right. I, you know, you just don't want to... Uh, I don't know, man, but that's what this podcast is about. We trying to spread the word, and, and plus we want to know, you know, if any, if any and everybody's like me, I am infatuated with the bloodlines and the crosses and stuff like that. Because, again, like I said, a lot of people know, but up until seven years ago, I raised bucking bulls, and um, so that was my that was my my deal. I wanted to dog on, you know. I wanted to see. I wanted to mix and match what what buck and bull did what, and I don't know. It was just, you know. Of course, I wanted to see, you know, what 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 made what and this and that. But again, you know, I say that to say it. Uh, that's I was more infatuated with the the bloodlines and the breeding aspect versus the you know the ninety point bulls. But uh. I'm just, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to interview a bunch of folks, man. I'm going to interview, I'm going to try to anyway, anybody that'll, 
that'll talk to me about dogs because that's what I do. I love to talk. I'm in sales, so I talk a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I sell pumps, so uh, so uh, yeah. I talk. I talk. I talk for a living, my man. But anyway, getting this thing kicked off here, you know, I'm gonna ask you a few questions and stuff like that. We'll edit whatever we need to edit out and stuff, like I was telling you. But uh, to start it off, uh, tell us about uh, yourself and where you're from. I'm from Finlay, Ohio. I was re- I was born in Tiffin, Ohio, yeah, which is about 30 minutes east of me, and uh, went to high school there. And then uh, I graduated. Well, the year I graduated, I basically moved to Finlay. My uh, wife now, but girlfriend at that time, graduated college and moved over here. So. I kind of come over here and been here since. Nice. Tell us how you got your start with, with you know, we, we fooling with squirrel dogs or, or whether it be um, squirrel or coon. You know, a lot of people transition, you know, start with coon or squirrel, you know, whatever. How'd you, uh, how'd you get your start fooling with dogs, period? <laughs> well, my uh, stepdad's dad actually lived on a farm and uh he was basically a dog trader and uh i'd go out to uh, the farm on the weekends and and uh he had coon hounds and cur dogs and beagles and and uh i finally talked him into giving me one of those beagles when i was in elementary school (laughs) and uh i started taking it I didn't know nothing about hunting or anything. I just started taking it to the fields and letting it run rabbits. I was, like I said, I was just in elementary school then. Then it ended up passing away a couple years later. And of course, by then I was a teenager, pretty wild back then. I kind of forgot about hunting there for a little bit. (laughs) And uh, I actually, uh, Jeff Stallard, Jeff Stallard, He's well-known in PKC Coon Division. He's won nationals. He won everything. Well, he actually lived a couple houses down from me. I remember walking by. I'd seen training those coon hounds and uh, pups and stuff, and I always thought it was neat, and I'd stop talking to him for a little bit and never did get to go hunting with him. When I graduated high school, my well, before I graduated, actually, my uh, wife's dad and Tom Morgan, which is well-known in the coon hound world, uh, they had beagles. So I'd just go over and just go run beagles with them on the weekends. I didn't have one at that time. I just liked hearing dogs. So I'd go every weekend. I'd go run beagles with them. And then when I graduated, I actually ended up went and bought a beagle myself, ran beagles for couple years with them out of high school and then I seen uh, squirrel hunting on TV and I thought wow that looks kind of neat so started looking in full cry and stuff and I've went and bought a feist went back to Cruz's radar and John Cruz which was now we're talking <laughs> we're talking back in 96 97 hey I was still in high and, school <laughs> I just graduated, buddy. 
<laughs> and uh, so I got that feist pup, and I raised it there a couple years, and it was just a really hot-nosed dog. And I still had beagles, um, so I was still running the beagles, and I just wanted something that wasn't so hot-nosed. So I ended up saving my money, and I went and bought a pleasure dog off of a guy in Akron, Ohio. He passed away here not too long ago, but he had a Stevens Bird Dog Cross, and uh, I ended up giving 1500 for him back in 97, which was a lot of money for a grade dog back then. Shoot, yeah, it uh, is. But he was a he was a meat dog. I mean, coon and squirrel. That joker was bad news. I just hunted by myself, squirrel hunting, and nobody around here really squirrel hunted. Well, I've seen in full cry that they was having a competition hunt. PKC squirrel division was just starting up then, and I went over to, they was actually having one in the town I grew up in, Tiffin. So I went over there, and I tucked that dog over there, and I entered the hunt, and <laughs> that joker, he stood around me more than what he hunted. Wouldn't hunt with strange dogs. Yeah, but I went on and finished the cast, and boy, I really liked it. And uh, Jeff Stollert was there with Hard Knocking Tom. So I got talking to Jeff, and then I come home and ended up booking a pup from uh, Fred Sawyer. So I just kept on hunting my meat dog and and uh, kept looking for a dog that would do better in the hunts. And I found a couple that didn't do bad, but nothing real good. And I ended up breeding that female that I bought off of Fred Sawyer as a puppy. I ended up breeding her to Tom, hard knocking Tom when Jeff had him. And that's where Bo come from. The man. The man. Yeah. And uh, I had a female at that time when Bo was just starting to come on. I bought a female. Her name was Flaming Fanny. I was hunting her in the hunts, and I did pretty good with her. I think I got reserve world with her once or twice. She was a pretty nice dog. She was a feist hound mix. Old buddy of mine, old Bobby Cox, he, his brother, actually uh, had that litter, and I believe from Virginia. And uh, he got her when she was a puppy, and he bred her to Skinner. Uh, Greg Maynard, him and his dad, had a little feist called Skinner back years and years ago. Well, they bred her to Skinner, and, and uh, after they uh, Bobby made that cross, after he raised the pups is when I bought her off of Bobby. Like I said, I was doing pretty good in the hunts with her, but she just she never knew when she was going to take off and leave a tree. No, back then I smoked cigarettes, so I'd smoke a whole pack of cigarettes in a cast. <laughs> <laughs> you was nervous, huh? Oh, yeah, because she was nice, but you just never knew when she was going to leave a tree. Dude, I, and, know. Uh, I know that feeling, back, brother. I do. <laughs> <laughs> please don't leave. Please then, don't leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And back then, a lot of your cur dogs actually – they wasn't too tight on the tree. So if you had one that would stay treed pretty good, you'd win 
quite a few of the hunts because those those cur dogs back in very few of them would stay treed under pressure but then both started uh, uh, coming on pretty strong so i sold fanny to doug marlowe down there in illinois just basically started hunting bow in the hunts then and ever since then i really ain't ever hunted anything in the hunts besides bow or his offspring so when how old was he when you when when you first started taking him i mean you raised him from a pup how old was he when you first started like when you knew he was going to be your next protege or whatever they call it yeah i raised him actually i mean he was born here i i think i still got the old vhs <laughs> tape about he was about three and a half four months old and if you hung a squirrel up in the tree he just literally sat there for you could leave him there for 20 30 minutes and he'd sit there and just sit on his butt and just tree every breath um you can you could drag it and hang it up a tree and he would he'd go smell it smell and track it to the tree and tree it some guys from new york was down here that went when he was I showed them, and heck, they tried any, anything and everything to buy him off of me. <laughs> I said, I said, no. Matter of fact, I bred for to Jeff for picking the litter. Boy, I ended up giving Jeff two pups because I wanted <laughs> to keep him so bad. That's right. That's right. <laughs> did any of his? I mean, did you did you ever keep up with the litter mates out of you know siblings to him? Yeah, actually, uh, he I raised him and his brother. I sold his brother when he was about six months old because I wanted to put all my time into him. About two years later, I went to buy him, and or I was talking to the guy about buying him, and the guy was going to show him, and five, I believe it was the following weekend, I was going to go look at him, and he got hit by a car. Dang, right, like three days before I could go look at him. But back then, you know, you turn them loose back then, they was gone. I mean, heck, they'd go a mile. Well, you didn't have Garmin back then. All you had was wildlife. But Those little beep beeps. Uh, yeah, and that joker, he, all of them out of that litter that I knew of would go. They had a sister. They called her Missy. Couple people bred uh, Balder for breeding. Uh, I think oh Tim Liddell bred her. Oh T uh, Sup Miller, I believe he bred to her. Uh, she won a bunch of coon hunts. She they mainly coon hunted her, but there was nine of them in that litter. It was a good good sized litter. Huge. Yeah. Matter of fact, when I was going through my papers here, I still got the. Uh, the ad that I had on them, I sold them for 250 bucks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dang, to get, but, I mean, just to, man, to, 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 to remake that cross there, wowzers. Yeah, I, I actually, back then, once I got bow, I didn't even really fool with uh, any other dogs. I just mainly hunted him. I'd come home and, I'd grab him and go to the woods. Now, I did have coon dogs back then. Take him squirrel hunting and then come home and grab a coon dog. But I mainly, as far as squirrel dogs, I mainly just had him. How did that, how did you get the name Jamming Bow? Where'd that come from? Well, 
like uh, you know, I, like again, I talked to Jeff quite a bit, and you know, looking at the coon dogs, they always it seemed like you always wanted a catchy name. <laughs> so I had uh, slamming and then jamming, and and there was some guys in the coon dog world that at that time would call their dog slamming. So I thought, well. Not just name him Jammin, so I named him Jammin Bo. Jammin Bo, that that's got it. It comes off the tongue. Yeah, that's not. I mean, my kennels are. You know, I always called my uh, Sherman's kennels, so it wasn't. I just wanted to throw a name on him that people, if he ever did good, if he ever was a stud dog, you know, because Boy. back then that was everybody's dream you oh, know back then ain't no doubt i mean and <laughs> if is a big word now if he ever was huh <laughs> right yeah he's, yeah uh, exactly he's done well in that for that you know in that aspect of things you know just looking back over the years yeah he uh he's actually he was actually a real nice coon dog now i didn't um uh, didn't have him for coon you know, I had him for squirrel. That's what I wanted him for. And uh, NKC, you know, back they had a her um, and Feist roundup. And back then, you know, you had to pre-register for the squirrel hunt. They'd have a hundred, hundred and thirty dogs, and uh, they they also had a coon hunt that night. So I started coon hunting him a little bit to try to get a combo title, you know, and, uh, man, I'd go over and hunt with Jeff and he would literally just, he'd go right past those hounds tree and he'd bust off and go get a coon tree by himself. He'd strike like a hound. I mean, really? He opened um, on a track. Oh yeah. Yeah. I actually put him back then. You had to have a hundred one on, uh, and and PKC, you had to win a hundred to super stake them, right. you know, sire. And uh, I actually put him in four, four or five PKC coon hunts, and I think he won three, three or four of them. Got a hundred and something dollars won on him, and then I was gonna try dip into the coon dog world with him, you know, for sire. I never did though. I just liked running the squirrel hunt, so I just kept on hammering in the squirrel hunt. I was talking to somebody the other day, matter of fact, about one of his pups. Oh, uh, Big Shot. They tell me oh, that yeah. is yeah. a freak of nature when it comes to drinking. They tell me that I really think that uh, I think Brian Johnson and them owned him or something. But anyway, and they're big time PKC coon hunters and stuff, and. Uh, he was telling me at a squirrel hunt one at the Mississippi State uh, NSD squirrel hunt. He was telling me that he said he was so nice that he could really he he really thinks he could win with him. He said he he just hated to show up to a hunt without a dog with a tail. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people um, are like that. The shot's got the legs and he's got the speed. I actually started him. He definitely liked the coon a little better. I mean, he is just a a. Big, pretty joker. Yeah, he, 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 he actually, it was storming. It was, uh, he won the Mississippi State hunt that day, I'm pretty sure. Uh, 
and it was storming rain. And he we treed one uh, one squirrel that morning, and he was the only one that treed one that first round there. Yeah, he he got some he got some gear under him. That's for sure. I think Luke uh, when Luke Terrell, I sold him to Luke, and uh, I think Luke coon hunted him some, and he kept telling me he couldn't believe how quick he'd get treed and have those coons. That's right. I talked to Luke a good bit, you know, back in, you know, last year sometime, and uh, that's what he was saying. But, yeah, I know uh, there's a guy down southern Ohio. He's got one called Drive, and uh, Drive's actually off of his dad's dog, which Drive is, I believe he's 15, 15 right now, 14 or 15. And uh, he hunted him in UKC coon hunts and stuff. And they say that dog right there is a real nice coon dog. I mean, I believe it. You know, I've got, I've been fortunate enough. So a little backup on me, I was introduced to, so I always grew up squirrel hunting. Um, my granddaddy, you know, if he had a bird dog and a feist and they treed, he crossed them, you know what I mean? He didn't care nothing about papers, oh, yeah. nothing. He bred squirrel dog to squirrel dog, and that's what we hunted. We always hunted stuff out of his. But, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I've always pleasure hunted. I coon hunted English dogs for years. But uh, uh, I got into some daytime stuff, and uh, I was like, well, shoot, man, I got to have a dog. So I ended up, you know, spectating and stuff on some cast and uh, – my buddy David Hillman, which you're, you know, you know him well as also. He oh, yeah. He had, uh, that's when he had uh, Demon and he had. Um, Joe. Well, he had Joe, yes, and then he had uh, Boss Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got him, I think, from you when he was a year old or something, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Dude. But I seen hunting with Demon. He just, he did everything so fast. I mean, when you cut him, he hunted just like the, the hounds that I was used to hunting. And I, I just kind of fell into that. You know, I was like, man, I like this style of dog, you know. And I've always, ever since, I've been through a lot of cur dogs. And if they don't have that foot speed and, 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 and the go and stuff like that, dude i don't i can't i can't fool with them you know that's something you know the male dog that i'm hunting now he's omcba but he if he does not i mean he's gonna get gone he's gonna make some trees he's gonna tree some squirrels but if there ain't nothing going i mean he'll be eight nine hundred yards through there treed and i mean he got a good mouth he's just you just got to go to it you know what i mean and i just don't want one that's go come back and he better get under something, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. And that's that, that's funny because that's how Bo was, and a lot of the dogs that we used to hunt that I hunted. And actually, when I started squirrel hunting, you know, back '97, I had probably 30, 40 woodses. I mean, back then, you could turn a dog loose, and it, it, it like Bo, he'd bust across the field like it was nothing. And if he, he'd go out the back of the woods and he'd bust across another field, go into another woods if he needed to. And uh, today I'm down to about five woods and buddy, 
they drive around these woods is up here. They catch you in a woods that you ain't got permission for. You better get get your wallet out because you're going to pay you a big fine. I know it, and that's what, you know, again, that's what this podcast is. Hopefully somebody, you know, is listening and, you know, they it gets out to people that, you know, hey, these dogs ain't, you know, we're not out here running your deer off of your property. So hopefully that, exactly. that's, that's how this, that's, you know, hopefully it reaches some of those audiences and, that's our goal anyway what do you think the best <laughs> is Bo the best reproducer you know you've ever had and oh yeah by far uh i ain't saying it because he's mine but you know back <clears throat> back when Bo was young and alive you know he won lord i think he won a couple world hunts and nationals and super stake of maturity and i mean People think it, you know, back then I was cocky, um, but he just, just about when, you, when I put him in a hunt, he just about won everything I, you know, put him in. And, uh, I think I hunted him till he, I think I put him in the hunts pretty hard till he was three or four. And then it kind of actually got boring, honestly. I mean, cause he just won everything every time I went. And so I kind of, I think I put him up about four. I only went to probably three, four hunts uh, that when he, that year he was four. And then I think I broke him back out when he was five or six and hunted pretty good in the hunts. And again, he was just about when everything he was in so kind of put him back up again then everybody was getting on me like doyle i'm telling you they, they don't get younger you need to keep on him and i'm like he really don't have much more to prove you know well back then a lot of your people was jealous you know um tree and curves to be honest with you was black sheeps <laughs> that's right it, it ain't nothing like it ain't nothing like today nothing like today i mean you you could you couldn't pay people to hunt a tree and curve back then so breeding him actually uh, i never really bred him a lot i wouldn't breed him when i was hunting him in the hunts so i bred him to a couple i bred him to a couple dogs when he was uh, young just to see what he would throw oh fred sawyer he fred wanted to buy him when he was two and a half years old and he offered me huge money for him said nah i just want to see what he's throwing and uh the first litter that was off of him um had a couple real nice the female was an omcba female and that's where uh armstrong's my dog come from um she won gosh i think she won eight, 10 world titles down at El Nora, combination, squirrel and coon over all the years. And uh, I I believe I, I added it up and I believe it was 26 or 28 females I bred to him bef- from the time I started hunting him in the hunts until uh, I retired him. I retired him at eight years old. I won the uh, last 
hunt he was in was a PKC World Coon hunt. I hunted against uh, in the final. The final three was uh, Dude, Rocket, and Bo. And Dude and Rocket was like two and a half years old, and Bo was eight. <laughs> Dang. And uh, you talking about that, the you that. talking about that uh the Briar Mountain Dude and Johnny yep. Rocket. Johnny Rocket, yeah. Nice. And uh, I won that, and I told everybody before that hunt that that was going to be his last hunt. Um, that I was retiring him, but uh, and then I ended up breeding him to about probably about 15, 15, 18 females before he died. So altogether, his whole—I mean, I had him collected. So I've bred females but not a whole lot since I had him collected altogether. I'd say he's been bred probably, I'm going to say to date, probably about 80, 80 to 90 times. And obviously not all of them take and not all of them have real big litters. You know, he's, I'd say he's produced 20, at least 20 world champions, if not more. And then, uh, 10, 12 uh, reserve world champions. Different, you know, different dogs. Uh, some of them's got six world titles, four world titles. Um, I had a little female I called Jammin' Jessie. I got second with her at a world hunt when she was only 11 months old, 10, month, 10 11 months old. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's... But I actually, to be honest with you, I've always tried to keep uh, get them into people's hands that I think's good dog men. Um, when I, if if you bred a female to him, I always had a list of people that was wanting pups, and uh, I always gave those people the list of the people I thought would do the best with them as far as hunting them and uh, competitions. So I've been pretty fortunate that uh, I know a lot and been able to keep them in dog people's hands, you know. Uh, that's that's the that's a very important part of the whole breeding circle, getting your dogs in, in the right hands, that's for sure. For sure. I mean... Heck, you know, I'm probably what uh, those pups off a of bow probably wouldn't have won half of what they've won if I just had females out here and just bred them all just, you know, just to sell, you know. Um, I was never in the, I think I've only ever raised probably six litters of pups my whole life. I've just never been into raising pups. Right. I know that. So I know that Bo Roxy uh, cross was a big one of yours. Yeah. Um, I actually got her. She, she was a night. She hunted good. I, I like to see a female, a uh, female that I'm going to breed to Bo. I like to see them cause I like to see if they real tracky or, you know, or they hunt with their head up, 
because um, I prefer one to hunt with her head up and hunt hard, quick, good tree dog, you know. Um, so that's what I look for in a female that I'm going to breed the bow. I actually just, I had a little female here. She was a little mixed up dog and Hunter Niren down in Texas wanted her. I ended up selling her to him. The deal was that he bred her to bow semen and so he bred her to bow semen. Those pups are about three weeks old right now, three, four weeks old. So I'm kind of excited about them. The youngest litter right now off of bow is probably almost three. So I try to wait every two to three years if I can. I got 17 straws left, so I figure if I wait, if I breed every couple of years, then I'll have a bow dog till I die. <laughs> Ain't no doubt about it. And hey, look, that's that's exactly what I mean. That's that's a great thing, you know. We did that. The you know I collected bulls and stuff back, you know, AIing them artificially, and uh, when I was raising bucking bulls and stuff, so. You know, I never even heard of people doing it with dogs until, I mean, you do. That's just like me and a buddy of mine was talking, me and Miles Miller, we, we were talking, and he was like, dude, how cool would it be for, you know, Payson, that's my little boy's name, he's 12, you know, if he decides he wants to hunt, you know, in 10 years, how cool would it be for him to have a dog out of tank or something, you know what I mean? So it would. I just think that's a great, great deal that, um, you know, being able to collect them and get them, you know, frozen and, 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 and stored yeah i actually um i when i was younger or well when bo was younger i thought yeah i had a couple people mention it to me and i wasn't honestly i wasn't uh i wasn't really into it and like i said i hunted bo mostly well i wasn't hunting none of his pups because I was spending my time with Bo, and uh, when I retired Bo, I went, oh, shoot, what am I going to hunt now? Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't have nothing. That's right. Um, so I ended up, I didn't start getting him collected until, well, he was, I believe he was about five when I took him a couple times to get him collected. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dean Beitzel at Nevergons where I tuck him. And those few times I tuck him, I got to know Dean pretty decent. And um, So I got talking to Dean and he got to explaining everything more to me. And so I ended up taking him a few more times to him. And I think at one time I had 34 straws or something like that, 30. Three thirty-four straws. Uh, matter of fact, the last day, I, our uh, his heart and kidneys was shutting down on him, and I already had a date before his his health started going down. I already had uh, a date to take him to get him collected. So when he started, uh, his health really started going down on me. I called Dean. And uh, because I took him to the vet, the vet told me basically that his heart and kidneys was shutting down. So I had to make a decision. And so 
So I called Dean and I said, Hey Dean, I told him what was going on. And Dean said, bring him down, which Dean passed away, you know, um, now, but back then he said, bring him down. He said he was two and a half hours away. So I took him and, and, uh, we, uh, I, he wouldn't even climb up on a female weeks before that. And I told Dean, I said, Dean, I said, I don't even know if we can get him collected. He's, he ain't even interested. And I took him down there. By God, he climbed right up there. And we ended up getting a good straw off of him. That's good. Yeah, and I took him from Dean's and I went right to the vet and uh, we put him down. Dang. So, so he, uh, he, he went out with a bang, huh? Yeah. Yep, so that wasn't too bad. <laughs> no, it sure wasn't, man. But, you know, the good ones, dude, I hate, you know, you, you, you wish they, you could have, you know, had him another eight years, you know, but. Oh, yeah, yeah. Looking, I mean, you know, just like all the old timers always told me, said, I'm telling you, keep on. Said, you're going to wish you would have. And then after I retired him, you know, I still pleasure hunted him some, but. You know, a lot of people wanted to go with him and stuff, and I'd take them um, just so they can see him go. But on, you know, looking back, I always, I thought, man, I wish I would have kept hunting him in the hunts because, you know, he's won a bunch. I mean, probably most winning as dog right now, you know, still. Right. But, you know, if I'd have hammered him, the couple years that I didn't hardly put him in any, you know, just always wonder what could, what else could he have won, you know? Right. You kind of didn't want to feel, you know, when you were showing up, you'd lay him up a year or two, and then you didn't want to, you was like, dang, man, you know, these people already think I'm cocky. I don't want to keep just showing up and beating these guys to death, oh, yeah. you know. But at the end of the day, yeah. You know, you kind of short. You know, honestly, you kind of you you kind of shortchanged Bo. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, only in America does people hate winners. <laughs> Ain't that? I've something? always said it. I've always said it. I mean, you just today. You know, the old the older people that I hunted with back when I hunted in the competitions, they wasn't. It was the younger people. You know, and. uh Heck, the older guys, when uh, Bo was young, you know, I hunted I hunted with uh, Alan Franklin, John Stewart, uh, heck, quite a few of the older guys, you know, uh, Keith Supmiller, got to hunt with Al Nottaman, you know, and they was all, you know, it didn't bother them. It was the younger people, you know. That's right. They, those old timers, heck, they give you hints, you know, or, you know, they, if they seen your dog doing something wrong, they'd, you know, they would say, hey, you know, ain't my dog, but if it's my dog, you know, maybe try this or try that. You Do know? this. I might Where, look. I love it. Yeah. I love a, uh, hey, can I give you some advice? A buddy of mine, old Cody Pritchard, told me one day, he said, uh, Hey man, can I give you some advice? I was like, shoot, yeah, you know, you've been hunting these dogs and actually on tank before me. I was like, yeah, what, what you got? He said, man, you got him a little heavy. Man, I cut like probably 
four or five pounds off of him, and it just made a world of difference. He just he hunted better. He could move. He could breathe. You know, he just. So right. I'm all I'm all ears on on advice, brother. I promise you, I ain't that. I won't never be the guy. You can tell me anything. <laughs> I won't never be the guy that says no. I'm too good to listen. I promise you that. I'm the same way. I mean, I've I've started. Oh Lord, I think I've trained probably 15, 20 world champions, and I promise you, I don't know everything. I'm always willing to learn. What uh, what you think about like so when you was but when you was uh pleasure hunting him, I mean you just did you shoot a bunch of squirrels to him or how did that work when you was pleasure hunting both? Actually, oh, sorry, about I that. I tell I tell everybody with about all of the bow dogs to be honest with you. Um, like I say, I've started a boatload of the bow dogs and. Uh, the more squirrels you shoot them, the deeper and harder they hunt. Um, so basically, you know, if you tree ten, if you tree ten times and there's eight squirrels up there and you shoot all eight squirrels to them, they're gonna end up going deeper, deeper, and they're gonna they're they're gonna go deeper to get that hot one because they know they're going to get it. So what I always did is I only shoot probably one out of six, eight trees, um, even when I'm pleasure hunting, because up here we just got small patch woods. So if your dog goes 400, 900 every time you cut it, you're only going to get one tree, two trees. And then you're probably going to end up going and getting that dog out of somebody else's woods. So I tried to give them, I like to see, you know, if they make 10 trees, I like to see six squirrels, seven squirrels, but, right. you know, <clears throat> uh, I ask, I don't want to, walk 1200 yards either yeah to see one squirrel i'm we on that don't run Um, by a pile of them yeah so um it's really all in what a person likes you know um because like i say if if you shoot a bunch then you're gonna be walking and i like a dog to take a little chance every now and then um because we can we hunt up here heck it could be about a blizzard I mean, I've hunted where you couldn't see your buddy that's 15 feet beside you. It'd be snowing so hard you can't even see him. But you cut the dogs loose, and you'll still see it. You'll still tree a squirrel. Um, now you ain't gonna tree, you know, six or seven out of ten trees. <laughs> you might see two, but you, I still enjoy going and to the dogs and listening to them you know i like to see good dog work is what i like i could i'll i'll sit down on a log sometimes and i'll let a dog tree for an hour literally just sitting there I, I just like to him yeah yeah i mean i just personally like watching good dogs you know it uh you know people some people like to you know they they like to 
try to tree a hundred squirrels in a day. That that's not me. I don't really that that doesn't get me going. I like seeing cutting three dogs, four dogs loose at a time, and watching those dogs go their separate ways and go do their own thing, and that's what I enjoy. What uh, you plan on? I mean entering anything you got anything in the behind the barn as they say that you uh that you you go break out and try to you know get ready and maybe go the some hunts and stuff yeah i've got uh i see years ago my hearing went my hearing i wear hearing aids and stuff and uh when bo was towards the end of bo's career um I was about done because I couldn't hear very good. So I've put, I've had guys handle dogs for me over the years because I just can't, I can't hear that good. Even with hearing aids, I can hear in a direction. But if we're searching your dog's tree and my dog's tree past, you know, 400 yards deeper than yours i can't hear my dog because all i hear is your dog that's right because i'm standing there um so i end up having people hunt them for me but uh yeah i've got a young dog i call wild bill and uh, i'm really really liking him he just about a year and a half old right now and uh he still does puppy stuff i mean he ain't walking on water yet i'll promise you that but he's <laughs> i've seen a lot of good work out of him what uh and, what, what you thinking uh have you have you have you gotten close to uh to the man yet in 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 uh you know as far as having one that you just like dang he could be the next one well i'll tell you it's Bo. I guess if you've never had one, it's hard to understand, but Bo knew me just like I knew him. I mean, if we was in a hunt and we was down two squirrels, I I guarantee you he would have three squirrels treed in a row in no time. Um, that's So I haven't no, I haven't got a dog like that yet <laughs> since him. Um, <laughs> he just, I don't know. It, it, they're, they're very, everybody says you, you only own one like at your lifetime. And uh, he was, so. You think the dogs of today are better or not as good as what you were hunting against and stuff, you know? Well, I tell you, it's a, back then, um, it was two hour casts. And, uh, a lot of, a lot of people didn't squirrel hunt with dogs back then. Um, they was, uh, when we went to a, uh, when we went to a hunt, most of our guides was coon hunters. Um, so, and the cast was two hours back then. <clears throat> so when you went to a woods, 
most of the time they was they wasn't dog real hard, you know, because nobody hardly anybody squirrel hunted. They all coon hunted. Uh, then you would you would hunt in a woods for an hour, and then they would take you to another woods. So back then, you know, you you uh, seen a lot more squirrels because they didn't get dogged nothing like they do now. You know, now we got a boatload of squirrel hunters, you know, um, people that, so when you go to a club now, now when they take you to a woods, most of the time that woods that they take you to, they squirrel hunt it four days, five days a week before they put you in it. That's right. So, and then the hunts went from two hours to an hour and a half. You know, a lot of people don't think that half hour is very much, but when the squirrels are moving, look how many squirrels you can tree in a half hour. Ain't no doubt about it. Um, so th- it, it is different, you know. Um, the dogs are a lot better, you know. I think that's the reason why, you know, you've seen back years ago, you've seen a handful of dogs that they would was winning a lot because they was ahead of the time, so to speak. You know, they got in there, they got treed, they stayed treed, they split, they held pressure. You know, um, that was hard to come by back years ago. Like I say, the, you know, the OMCBA dogs, um, a lot of them didn't want to stay treed under pressure. That's the reason why they was uh, breeding no Joe behind the barn <laughs> back then. So that was they that's, was a they was adding a little something to the to the mix there. Yeah, they they uh, they just those old, older fellows was a little smarter than the younger guys. They just didn't tell everybody. <laughs> Ain't no doubt about it. I promise you. <laughs> Whether they like it or not, yeah, it but, happened. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, you know it's funny because. I'd be in some of those casts and those OMCBA dogs, son, they give a better locate and die and ball before they come on the tree and then go into dead chop. Hell, they sounded better than Bo, and he was he was over half hound. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's but, like old Jeremy Garner. I talked to him, and, you know, yeah. he had an old dog. You probably remember it from back in the squirrel haters days, that Crockett dog. Hell and, yeah. And yeah, that's, I actually got Crockett from uh, Jeremy McQuarrie. That's exactly right. He told me that. And yep. uh, he's, yep. that song, I used to listen to him, you know, a, a lot. And that, you know, for a cur dog, <laughs> that song sounded as good or better than most hounds, you know. Yeah, I know. That's, a, that's funny because I tell everybody, I said, man, that's what I'm breeding yet. And I can't even get it. Here you go. Breeding behind a bird and slapping peepers on that shit. <laughs> Here I am breeding for it. Can't get it. I see it. That's exactly right. You know, that's what I was talking to Tyler Asbury, and he was like, uh, he he bred a, uh, I think he bred. I got a puppy out of it. Matter of fact, it was a uh, rowdy by and and this hound. He's like, boy, we finna have us some uh, ball mouth locating cur dogs. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's uh. It's amazing when you see it today, you know. I've not, it, it don't bother me one bit, you know. Back when I was breeding bow, I had several guys wanting 
females, you know, and I knew what they was going to do. So I just, I wouldn't even sell them to them. That's right. Because I was, too, I was just too proud of bowing his pups, you know. It wasn't like I was breeding a bunch. So what little I was breeding and what few pups that we that was getting on the ground, I wanted them to be known that they was out of bow, you know. That's right. They was go, you know, the, the, the solid color ones, they was definitely go hang some papers on them, I'm betting. Oh, yeah. Well, it's funny because Elnora, like I say back, you know, years ago, they over a hundred dogs at that uh, hunt on the weekend, and it, they it was kind of like a trade day, also. And uh, man, your curtain, like a Kimmer, you know, or Brendel. And uh, if I see a red dog on that on uh, the ground, I'd go up and ask them where it comes from. Because back then, about the only red dogs you've seen was ones off a of bow. And uh, man, after uh, probably about when Bo was about six, five, six years old, then all of a sudden you started seeing these red ones popping up, popping up. And now I don't even know if they have yellow OMCBA dogs now. They're all red. Well, the, yeah. The red is the new yellow in the breed standard, I'm assuming. Yeah, because they're red, you know, like Bo and years ago. They, which. Yeah, and I'm not saying that those was all off a of bow by any means. Uh, I've seen enough tree and curds mix, you know, you breed a curd to a hound, and most of the time you're going to have red ones, no matter, you know, what the bloodline is. It just seems like that when you breed a curd to a hound, that's what comes out of it, you know, that color. Right. I've seen some, man, they just, I don't know, they look... Those dogs out of bow, they all, they just had this, I can go to a hunt, and I know it's jamming bow somewhere. I just do. It's just that look, you know. Yeah, he always threw every litter, he he's always throws a couple black and tans, a couple red and white open spotted ones, and then he'll throw some tricolor ones, and then some salad red ones like him, just about every litter if if they have more than you know five or six i you know i owned a couple um i had the dog that luke's got now the little hooker dog you know you i think you started her didn't you oh yeah uh well actually no i, I got her from as a pup and then i sold her to jeremy mcquery and uh jeremy mcquery started her dude he is uh i think i i'm gonna try to get him on a podcast i hear he's He's pretty good with them. Yeah, he's real good. He's a super guy. Him and his dad, they're, uh, his dad hunted coonhounds forever. And Jeremy started coon hunting and then uh, squirrel hunting. And, but, uh, yeah, Jeremy's really good with pups and, He's a hard hunter. There ain't no doubt. I, heck, I used to go down to Kentucky and hunt with him two, three, four times a year. I've got family in Kentucky, so I'd go down there and hunt with him and then go visit my family because they don't live 30 miles for, apart. Right. He, uh, 
Yeah, he's had some good ones and, and started a pile of them too. Uh, what do you think to you know? What do you think you know we could do to obviously grow the sport because you and I know both know you know the way the world is. It's there's always going to be somebody that you know tries to you know cut out the dog hunting anything you know because that's what you know the name of this podcast is the hunting dog public so it will be you know 85 to 90 percent squirrel dogs because that's my niche but you know i have some guys lined up that are shed hunters or blood trail you know blood trailing guys that you know and and my the reasoning behind that is because you know these guys you know here in mississippi and i know i keep throwing the deer hunters i'm a deer hunter too so i i say that to say you know they are the ones around here and i can't speak for everybody else but around here in mississippi they're the ones that that uh you know that are that are working and fighting to to get the hunting with dogs cut out um so I just want to, you know, but I think it's funny that they'll call somebody with a dog if they make a bad shot or, you know, right. you know what I mean? So that's my, that's, that's, right. that's a reasoning for this podcast is to kind of, hey, let's all work together. You know, I get there's going to be some bad, you know, hunting camps that's, you know, that border you that they go turn their dogs out on, you know, but that's not everybody, you know, they're, you know, that's not all, all dog hunters are not like that. So I just kind of. I kind of want to get the word out and, and, you know, spread awareness. Hey, we, this is how we like to hunt. You know, we don't care that you, you know, want to walk through the woods or sit in a deer stand. I mean, that's fine. That's how you hunt. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying anything about you sitting over a corn pile, you know. But, again, like I said, I, that's that's the, that's a lot of the reasoning behind this. And, plus, I like I said, I like the, the bloodlines and the breeding aspect of it. But, you know, I just would like to know what you thought could could bring you know awareness and 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 how to grow this sport you know because you know i want to do something like i said i talked to jimmy inman today matter of fact this morning no i'm sorry it was yesterday i spoke with him about doing some kind of you know maybe like a youth mississippi state hunt you know where i don't care if it's kids that have ever hunted with dogs you know bring them to them we'll do stuff and then you know, I'll get buddies or whoever that have competition dogs and, you know, they can walk with them and they can let the kids call the dogs, you know. I just want to get kids involved and stuff. I don't know, man. I'm just trying to keep it going, I guess, because my granddaddy was and my dad and all them, they, you know, they they showed me what, you know, what dog hunting meant to them. And I just, you know, I'm trying to do that to, to my son and and. I want to, you know, I want him to show his kids that. So I'm just trying to keep it going, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's tough. Um, unless those landowners go, you know, I've like, I've seen, been on several casts where the guide was actually the landowner, you know, um, and they've never even been in the woods with dogs until the, clubhouse actually uh, went and talked to them about guiding on their land you know and then uh, invited them on the cast to walk along and uh, they walked along on the cast and um, really enjoyed it so 
here's uh, one guy in Indiana when I was at a hunt there. So he actually guides every year on on his own property. Um, but you know, the some a club member just went up and got talking to him and invited him on a cast and he he really enjoyed it. He don't have dogs, never owned dogs or nothing, you know, so maybe some clubs, you know, start reaching out to landowners, inviting them to go on, especially some of these big, big hunts, you know, some of these hunts are big. Um, you know, there's back when I hunted in the hunts, there was only a few registries. Um, obviously, there's more registries today than ever. Do you uh, uh, do you think that that you know ha- that has a a lot to do with? Uh, I feel like that you know yes maybe some of the some of the world hunts that you know it, I hate to say water it gets watered down but you know with it being so many registries you know I feel like in my opinion if you win a world hunt you've done something something regardless I don't care if it's with the you know the feist breed you know what i mean i'm not throwing shade at feist by no means i'm not saying that because i have some but um you know i just i think if you can win a world hunt whether it be in pkc usdc omcba i feel like you've done something you know um oh for sure you know you've got all these registries um i think that there's no reason no way no how that there is not somewhere that a fella could go two to three hours from his house every Saturday to go, you know, during season and go to a hunt. You know what I mean? So it's not like that they, oh, yeah. there's not a place to go. Um, granted, it's all about if you want to, you know, if you, I personally, I have a lot to do, you know, during the week and, and stuff. So I host a few hunts in uh, a year. So I like to have them locally, but. I mean, I end up going to Arkansas, Louisiana, Alabama, stuff like that. So I try to hit the, you know, I, I, I try to do the uh, um, NSD World Hunts. I do it every year. I didn't get to go last year. I went to the UMCA World Hunt. Um, so, again, like I said, I try to, you know, I try to spread my my stuff out. But um, there's no, no reason, no why that, that a fella couldn't go to a hunt, you know, within – three hours of his place you know what i mean so i feel like i do i feel like that um that that kind of helps too um so yeah i i actually when i started the squirrel hunts is when pkc started their squirrel hunts um and then they ended up shutting them down um larry milk larry uh Oh, heck, I think it was Larry bought PKC, or no, I'm sorry, Roger Dale bought it, and I believe that's who bought it, but anyhow, when it switched hands, they ended up shutting the squirrel division down, and uh, man, we was, you know, there was a handful of people that liked hunting for money, (laughs) so... When they shut PKC down, we was all just standing there going, oh, no, what are we going to do? Because the only other registries was uh, 
that tree incurs and stuff that could hunt it, you know, hunt in was uh, NKC. Right. Uh, UK, UKC was in and out at that time, you know, and uh, WTDA, but WTDA is more of a East Coast thing. Um, so when PKC shut down, we was all kind of nervous. And then Sonny Conwell came up with uh, this whole USDC thing. He called me, uh, Jeff Island, uh, Norm, Tony Walters, Mike Collins, a um, couple other, Larry, uh, Kimbro, Kimbro, uh, Philip Todd, you know, we all had called us and said, you know, gave, told us his idea. And we was like, oh man, heck yeah. So we all actually met in, in uh, Tennessee. And because that was kind of middle for everybody. Centrally and, located. Uh, I got you. Yeah. So we ended up all going down there and meeting and drew the rules. And um, that's where USDC started. So we started the USDC and for money hunts, you know. Right. They've uh, done, shoot, they have done well, you know, as far as, I mean, yeah, who'd uh, ever thought that they'd give away $100,000 in trucks and four-wheelers and eight, yeah. you know, UTVs and... It's nuts. Yeah, man. Jeff Island and uh, Jeff Island. You know, he's he's uh, really done good for the USDC. You know, he's he's stayed on as far as board member ever since it started. I believe he's the only one that's uh, stayed on the board the whole time. We uh, most of us did it for you know about four years or so, and kind of let some of the younger guys step in. You know, uh, Maynard. You know, he's, he's like Don King of the squirrel dog world. Say it with that. Look, <laughs> man, that sap sucker, he could, look, he could sell ice Teskimo. Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, so, you know, he's really uh, promoted it real good. Oh, um, he's good for the sport. So, ain't no doubt about yes. it. Ain't no um, doubt about it. So, yeah, it. they... They, they've done real good, and then, you know, the NSD started. And uh, so, yeah, there, there's plenty for people to hunt today. There's plenty of hunts for people if they want to hunt in them. <laughs> so when the PKC shut down, it was USDC. Well, obviously, the straight curve hunts, um, they, was, uh, they was going on, but like the OMCBA, but... You know, if you didn't have a, if you had a, you know, a tree incur, you you had to do something because you said it was you y'all started that USDC and then the NSD. You know, it's an open registry or whatever you can hunt there. Yeah, it started. I believe it started a couple years, two three years after mm-hmm. the USDC. If I'm not mistaken, I mean, don't yeah. hold me to it. Right, they did. They uh jimmy and them i don't know who actually started the nsd it's only you know jimmy and them's had it since since i've been 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 hunting in in that registry uh 
and they do you know they do a lot you know they're not giving away the money that yes. that uh that the usdc is but the usdc they raise a lot of money for these hunts you know and obviously they have a bigger entry fee but i mean that's yeah, not to that's, say uh, that the nsd can't have you know big entry fees either because i had you know that that mississippi pro hunt i had last year Man, we gave away. I think Wade won uh, with uh, Messiah. I think he won, man, five grand or something like that on a on a squirrel hunt. You know, which is that's a lot of money to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and NSD hunts are, you know, they're more. They they actually, you know, the whole time when I was in the hunts, you know, PKC, your OMCBA guys, very, very, very few OMCBA and NKC guys hunted in PKC. You know, um, it was just a totally different style dog, you know. Um, and it just, it seems like the NKC, when you go to an NKC hunt, they're more, uh, they're more of a backyard hunter. You know, their dog messes up. They want to go, Bill, get back over here on the tree, <laughs> you know, and uh, where you're not going to do that in PKC or, or USDC, you know. That's right. So I think I think uh, that's the reason why, you, you know, like NSDs, you know, a lot of people hunts in them, but a lot of the people that hunt in them or, you know, they're a lot more lenient with her dogs and you know um, they're not they don't have a non-hunting judge out there all the time you know right so you say you know the difference in type of dogs what are you elaborate on that what do you like the how hard they go or you know um, well it's it, I ain't gonna say you know, how hard they go, you know, you got your different types of dogs and everything. Um, you know, um, it's just when they do it in a big, like the USDC, you know, if they come off of that tree, you know, the guys are, if they come off 10 steps, you know, they're minusing them, you know, you're not going to sit there and call your talk to your dog or, you know, you got a tight set of rules, you know, you watch those live feeds, you know, your dog shuts up for thirty seconds. They got the time on it. You know, that's um, right. They do, and that and look, they, I, that's exactly right. They ain't messing around. Where it's business. The other register, you know, and you're right. Where NKC and stuff, you know, the ones that I've been in, I, I, I ain't been in NKC hunt for a while or NSD hunt, but you know, it's just more laid back laid back sort of speak you know gotcha. um, it's uh yeah it's it isn't uh you're not hunting for twenty thousand thirty thousand <laughs> that's right you hunt you know and i get it you know i shoot i'll tell anybody i was and you know in them hunts uh, you know i still i don't care if i'm drawing you or if i'm drawing joe blow down the road you know these dogs are dogs and you can get beat by the next one but uh i still get just as nervous when i'm cutting loose at a 30 dollar hunt as i do a 500 hunt you know 
So I I enjoy it, and I will continue to to hunt these things as much as uh, as I'm you know able to physically and you know mentally I guess and whatever. But I'm just go. uh, I enjoy the crap out of fooling with these dogs. I really do. It's a lot of it's it's work. You know, like down here at 94 degrees. I you know I got a female that's in heat, but I ought to be hunting. But she is. uh, you know, it's it's that time, but it's just doggone hot, man. And we got cotton mouse and cotton copperheads, and there's some rattlesnakes. And dude, I'm telling you, it's uh, oh yes, sir. We was, I tell you what, we hunted. Uh, it was me, Jonathan White. You know him well. Hell yeah. Uh, Rod Hardy, me, Jonathan, Rod, and there was somebody else. It was a two dog cast. Killed three rattlesnakes that last cast oh lord paul you talking about i never look i'm from mississippi and i've never seen a live one in the woods and i've seen three at one in one day i was like man i ain't never coming back here no more but uh yeah it was good i'm good on that yeah you i'm i I got caught up on seeing my uh rattlesnakes that that day but no i'm gonna uh man i'm gonna i'm gonna get back with you and uh once this thing you know airs and stuff and uh i'm gonna end up doing i'm gonna end up having to go back because there's no way to physically you know talk dogs for an hour and you know and, and get everything right. said so i'm gonna it's gonna be a lot of these repeat you know interviews man i dude you don't know how much i mean i've been looking forward to this i just man it's been tough getting around to doing everything with life and work and kids and so with that being said, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get off here. That way, it ain't I don't keep you all night. But just keep in mind that we go have to we go do it again, and you know we'll talk more about dogs and like because I'd like to know about Tom and and all that too. You know what made you you know oh, for sure to uh, decide to go with him and stuff. So with that being said, my brother, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get off of here, and when it, whenever this comes out, I'll be you know you'll know before it before it airs. Well, brother, like I said, uh, I appreciate you talking to me, and, uh, man, we'll holler at you later on. All right. Sounds good, buddy. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. If you need anything in Mississippi, right, you buddy. let me know, brother. All right. I appreciate it. Thank All you. All right, buddy.